Hi, and welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa, one half of the dynamic duo known as Julie and Lisa on Two Sober Chicks. Today, we bring to you another speaker on our Speaker Series Edition. Please welcome Chris. Hey, everybody. My name is Chris, and I am an alcoholic. Uh, I was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous about 2010 by the, the warm folks of the Osceola County Court Systems. And they gave me the grand tour uh, for a couple of years. And I, uh, I was able to uh, duck and dodge and bob and weave and somehow uh, scam my way through that provision. The whole time going to meetings about Alcoholics Anonymous three times a week, getting a paper signed. Uh, hearing some things here and there, but, you know, I, I was just trying to um, get out of trouble, get out of hot water. And, you know, it's, it's pretty much up to that point in my life was was my M.O. Um, nothing was my fault. Everything was the world's fault. I'd been given a bad deal. And, uh, you know, I banged my rattle on my high chair for for, for a few decades uh, when, I, when I was old enough to start ingesting drugs and alcohol. You know, I, like many people in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, had a quite traumatic childhood, um, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the way around. But... You know, I carried that stuff with me for way, way, way too long. And when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous, I had absolutely no idea what I was in for. So I may I make it through. I, I, I make it through that that probation and somehow. And I get back to life and. Uh, Drinking the way I want to drink, how I want to drink when I want to drink. Because up to, you know, I, there, there was a point in my life I had, uh, I was married to a beautiful young lady, had the house, the cars, the career. And, um, you know, I was never happy unless I was drinking. When I wasn't drinking, it's all I thought about. And when I was drinking, it's all I cared about. You know, I started, I started at 11 years old. I was, I would say I was a full-blown alcoholic by the time I graduated high school and um, absolute professional drinker by the time I was 21 years old. So I got to experience a few years of uh, pancreatitis, a few years of it. I think I was in the hospital 12 or 13 times, you know, a month here, a couple months there, a few months here, several months there. Uh, my last bout, I was, you know, they, they induced me into a coma for six weeks. When I came out and learned how to walk and talk again, I was, I was sitting at home on my couch and had my oxygen tank on one side, a bottle of vodka sitting in front of me with a pile of cocaine. And I was, put my thumb over my tracheotomy hole so that I could uh, smoke cigarettes. And I just stopped what I was doing. I looked around. I said, holy shit, you are crazy, pal. And uh, you need to get some help. 
So I started, I started coming around to the meetings. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't a one-hit wonder. Uh, I picked up many white chips. It is not something that anybody needs to do. I want to uh, make sure everybody understands that. We only need to pick up one white chip. But me being uh, in the, more than anything, the emotional state that I was in, because in how it works, it currently tells, it tells us that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. They're such unfortunates. They're not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They're naturally incapable of being honest with themselves. Um, I, I, I was not able to be honest. And... I met my first sponsor named Richard, and I met Stacy right at about the same time. And these are two folks two folks that uh, uh excuse me. You know, I can't save two folks that changed my life. There's two folks that helped me save my life. And the reason being, for the first time in my life, I've met a couple people that were actually walking the walk. I've been coming around Alcoholics Anonymous long enough at this point to, to see and understand that some people are different outside of the meeting than they talk inside of the meeting. You know, I, I I I was confused and didn't understand it for a while. You know, you're you're talking like this inside the meeting when you go out to eat and you're acting like this now, you know. But then I I, I met my first sponsor, I met Stacy, a handful of other people, my friend Brian and Carolyn. And these folks were actually doing the deal. And they had what I wanted. They were happy. They were joyous, but to me, most importantly, it was very obvious that they were free, which is something that I was not. So uh, I had to, I, I, I actually put together about four months without drinking. And I had to, I had to have that one last bout and I went out and got my tail kicked. And when I came, came back in with my tail between my legs, I, I, I approached I approached that gentleman, Richard, and uh, asked him if he would sponsor me. And we're standing in the parking lot. I got the crocodile tears going. And he says, uh, you know, I'm going to be dead in the eyes. He says, start writing. And he walked away. Didn't say yes, didn't say no. He said, start writing. And, uh, for the first time in my life, I listened to what I was told to do, and I did it without questioning it. And I started writing. I uh, wrote a solid fourth step. We sat down a week later. I did a thorough, even to my surprise, thorough fifth step. And I cannot stress how important those two steps are, folks. I know they sound scary. I know we get intimidated by them. 
but they are the best two steps in there uh, because they changed my life. They got me sober. They removed the obsession to drink and gave me the opportunity to start working on the real problems. Because of this, by this point, I had learned that drugs and alcohol were nothing but a symptom of my problem. There are those two with grave mental and emotional disorders. But many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Well, it took me a long time to realize I was sitting in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous about four years sober, reading how it works for the group. And when I read that, it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow, you're one of those emotional disorder dudes. You know, here my whole life, I thought I might have some mental problems, which I do. And I, I definitely did. But, you know, I, uh, I live my life with, with wearing my emotions on my sleeve, you know, and I made sure everybody knew about it. So one of the first things Richard and I started working on was uh, smoothing out the edges. He told me I had a lot of rough edges, you know, uh, a lot of... Uh, Sharp edges. There you go. A lot of sharp edges. Because I, you know, I, I did. I didn't want anybody to get close to me. I didn't. I, didn't, I don't even like people. I didn't even like people standing close to me in line. Uh, more or less, try to get to know me or befriend me or talk nice to me even. And through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, one day at a time. Because that first year was. Uh, at the time, it was the toughest thing I had ever experienced. But now, you know, I, I, I got that experience in my pocket. And it's, it was the best year of my life so far. Well, that's not true because it keeps getting better. So, But it was a, a, a magical year filled with just miracles. Things were happening in my life that, you know, I, I never thought were going to be possible again. You know, I had, you know, I was living on my father's couch on a $20 day allowance so that I wouldn't DT uh, for almost three years before I made it back to Alcoholics Anonymous on my own accord. And I thought that life was over. I'd accepted the fact that I was going to experience a very miserable, very painful, and very lonely death. And I was just waiting for it, but it just wouldn't happen. Um, so we're working the steps, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, we get up to uh, step eight. Very shortly after doing my fifth step, maybe, uh, I don't know, a couple of days. And all I'm worried about is step nine. And, and it, it, took, it took me about two months to get to step eight, through step eight. I thought I had it. I have my fourth step right here. You know, I thought I had it all. And well, I did it. And uh, I, I had a hard time writing that list. It took me almost two months to write that list even though I had the majority of it right there on my fourth step. And uh, I kept worrying about the ninth step. 
actually doing it. You know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't focusing. And, and Richard kept telling me, or kept asking me, Chris, what step are you on? And I'd answer the A step. And he'd and he replied, though, why are we talking about the ninth step? And we had that conversation 20, 30 times over that two-month period. So every other day or so. And I finally wrote, wrote that list. I don't understand even now why the A step was so hard for me because, you know, everybody uh, seems to breeze right through it. But I put together that list and, and I, started, I, I started showing up and making those amends. And um, at this point, I had the, the obsession of drink had already been removed. I'm about 45 days sober. And I start making my amends. And it was literally like uh, just I could feel the weights being lifted off me. You know, every morning I wake up, get on my knees, make my bed, brush my teeth, because that's what I was told to do. Uh, read my daily reflections. And uh, get to a meeting about Alcoholics Anonymous. And. I got to start experiencing life again, you know, something that I thought would was impossible to ever get to do. Life goes on, you know. Uh, I, I was able to um, buy a house with my pops and start my own business, and and uh, I, I was I was in the restaurant business for many, many, many years and I missed it. So I was able to get back into it and quickly realize that I don't miss it. And, and that's OK. And, um, you know, I was able to. Uh, be by my father's side when he passed away. And, um, you know, I was surrounded. I mean, these folks, they they embraced me and surrounded me, you know, Stacy rode in the in the van with it with, with me uh, all the way out to Cape Canaveral National Cemetery where they had a uh, wonderful military burial for my pops and we all went out to eat and you know I, I got I, I got to do that and it wasn't about me it was it was about laying my pops to rest with honor and dignity and that was it nothing about me you know. Um, and they walked me through it. I, I would have never been able to do something like that on my own. A uh, little time goes by, I, I get into a car accident, sitting at a stop stoplight. A kid plows into me doing 70 miles an hour. Changed my life instantly. You know, um, so I'm sitting around and watching my bank account dwindle. Oh, yeah, I had a bank account by this point with money in it. And, and, you know, I'm watching my bank account dwindle. And so I decided to sell the house. And, well, for the last five years, I've, I've been living at the beach, which has always been a dream of mine, um, to live at the beach. That's something I've aspired to do since I was a child. And every time I think I had the opportunity or, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't even looking for it. It's, it's laid out for me with, you know, I got the right carpet laid out for me. You know, I've been over here for five years. I got involved. I, I the first place I lived was right across the street from a rehab, um, and they got new new folks in every thirty days. And they came to the group that that I embraced as my home group. And 
you know, I got to, I, I, as soon as I moved here, you know, I, I got the opportunity to start working with new guys constantly and um, just trying to show them what I did to get sober because ultimately that's all my sponsor did was show me what he did, you know? Um, although he provided a lot more guidance and, and patience and, and just time, uh, I think a lot, he, he provided a lot more of that for me than I've ever provided for any, anybody that I sponsored just because they weren't that needy. I I'm telling you, I was on my sponsor's hip for the first three years. You know, he got called at the same time every day, no matter what I was doing. Um, because I had a taste of sobriety. I did not want to lose it. Um, and, and I did what I was told. And I received the results. You know, we do the work. We get sober. Our lives get good. And uh, it's okay. It, it's okay. That's that's the whole point of this. I, I had a, you know, I, I had a little guilt that I went through for a little while because my life had changed so drastically, so fast that I didn't know that I deserved any of this. And, uh, well, it was explained to me, well, <laughs> you're pr probably pretty, should be pretty grateful that I don't get what I deserve and, and just be grateful for what I'm given. And, um, because this is the results of doing the work, you know, I get to suffer the consequences of my actions or I get to re enjoy the, the, the results of my hard work. So that's what I do today still, you know, um, life has become so much simpler, so much simpler. Let's talk about stuff for a second, you know, the stuff that we spend so much time, effort, money, brain power on, on, on acquiring stuff. We get the stuff, we throw the stuff in the corner because we need to go out and get more stuff. And then while I'm out getting more stuff, I have to maintain the stuff that I got and the stuff keeps piling up. And I spend all my time worrying about this stuff and no time worrying about me. No time focusing on the true problem. And the more I simplified my life, the more stuff I let go of, the richer my life has gotten. Um, like I said, I'm a very simple life now. Yes, I do get to live on a beach. I, I, I live in a, a small one-bedroom apartment with my dog um, who runs the place. And uh, I work for myself. I, I, I paint houses nowadays. I was, I was a fine dino waiter. Now I'm a house painter and I absolutely love what I do. I, I get to spend the majority of my day talking and listening to my higher power and uh, experiencing the moments, experience the moments that I'm in, you know, my feet are on the ground. I know where I'm at. 
I'm aware of what I'm doing and where I want to go. Fear of the future is no longer a part of my life. Shame, remorse, and guilt of the past is gone. Actually, my past has become my most valuable asset when working with new men. Uh, it's the most valuable asset I have when, when I get to tell them my true nitty gritty story and and how I got, you know, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now, you know, I, a lot of times I get their attention, you know, because um, it, it, it is a pretty nasty story. I, I, I didn't get into it and I'm not going to because Alcoholics Anonymous is a program of action. It's a program of recovery. It's not a program of the past and woe is me. It's a program of recovery. And here we go. We move forward one day at a time and we do it together. It's, it's the most amazing. You know, the, these folks told me to, to fasten my seatbelt, you know, when, when, when I made the decision that I was willing to go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Told me to fasten my seatbelt that it was going to be a wild ride. And boy, <laughs> has it ever. Has it ever. And it's, you know, it, it keeps getting better. I have a lot of things on the horizon going on in my life. And just um, I, I, I failed to mention that I, I grew up in a, uh, a foster home. And I've just recently, in the last year and a half, met five siblings three brothers and two sisters um and become very good friends with all of them you know something I, I i always knew that there were siblings out there but you know no idea how to and, and one day i got a phone call and it started from there you know um i got people that depend on me i got people that look for me i got people that that count on me and uh i'm not afraid of it it doesn't cause me any stress because i was taught how to suit up and show up i never ever had any problem starting a project i could start projects one after another big projects important projects the problem was I, those projects never got completed you know I, I just had a problem getting across the finish line no matter what it was i, I could you know it, i just could not get across the finish line and uh you know one of the gifts that i've been given is i'm able to follow through today no matter what um not a hundred percent because life happens can't be a hundred percent you know if i'm perfect then then i don't need alcoholics anonymous anymore so i don't want to be perfect you know I, I i'd rather be a member of alcoholics anonymous and uh be me you know because i like me i like who i am and that that's a miracle because that was not the case when I got here. You know, 
I understand very well how difficult it is when we get here. I understand very well the destruction, the chaos, everything that that, that I'm carrying with me as, as a newcomer. But you know, the wonderful thing about this program is we do it one day at a time. You know, it's just for today. And it took me a little while to, to wrap my head around that concept. And I, it's still growing on me because everything I do is just for today. Nowadays, it's more like just for the hour, just for this 15 minutes. Um, I just I, I get to focus and be present on what I'm doing. And that's it. Nothing else in the world is going on except for what I'm attending to at the time. And, and that's OK. You know, my mind's not racing about 40 different things and and, and making everything happen the way that I think it should. And you no, know, those days are gone. Those days are gone. Um, I'm not in control. I don't want to be in control. I have a few simple things that I have to do every day to maintain my to, to, to remain spiritually fit. And they're very, very simple. I still do what I was taught in the beginning. I get on my knees. As soon as I open my eyes, I make my bed, I brush my teeth, I do my readings, I read page 86 and 87 still, and I get on with my day. And I, 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 got, to, I got to pick up a 10-year coin a few months ago, um, something I never my wildest dreams would imagine I'd be, I'd be sitting here at 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning talking to folks. Uh, telling them that I'm, I'm sober 10 years. Um, you know, just to hear myself say that is, is a little odd, but it, it only happened because of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. So no matter how difficult we think it is, we have a very, very simple program that works. We have the way out. We have the solution. Um, some of you may have, I'm going to tell a quick joke. Some of you may have heard it. It's not really a joke, but some of you may have heard it. Maybe you haven't. There's a man that's trapped down in a hole and he's been stuck down in that hole by himself for a long time. And he's actually crying out for help, you know, and finally one day, a uh, couple men of the church walk by and they hear him and they, they, they look down, they know that they can't do anything for him. So they, they say a prayer for him and they, they move on. And a little bit later, uh, he catches the attention of a businessman who stops and looks down at him in the hole and has, has some pity for him, throws some money down in the hole because that's all he can do for him is, you know, and he moves on. And a little bit later, uh, he gets the attention of a sober alcoholic walking by. And before you know it, sober alcoholic jumps down in the hole with him. And the man looks at him and says, are you crazy? What are you doing? Now we're both stuck in this hole. And so Rock Hog says, uh-uh, buddy, I know the way out. And that's how this thing works. I was, I was showing the way out, and today I get to show other men the way out. So all we do is continue to get better. One day at a time, 
It does not happen instantly. It does not happen overnight because we have a lot of healing to do. I know, especially in my case, I, you know, I didn't want to admit it, but I'm looking back on it now. There's no doubt in my mind and I, I'm still willing to do, you know, and it's okay today, but I had a lot of healing to do. Even after the session, the drink was removed. Even after I was able to look the world in the eyes, I still had a lot of healing to do because when I got here, I had a hole in my soul the size of a basketball that the wind blew through and I was empty. Well, it's not like that anymore. Um, it's not like that at all anymore. I remember what it felt like, and it is not like that today. So keep coming back. Get a sponsor. Make 90 meetings in 90 days. Give yourself a chance. Make a commitment to yourself. Give yourself a chance. They told me, after 90 days, not happy. We'll gladly refund you your misery. Well, I knew after 30 days, I did not want that measure anymore. But, you know, I had to get over that hump. I had to suit up and show up. I had to take that action. I had to do the work. It's not as difficult as, as we think it is. It might look like a mountain when you're standing in front of it, but by the time you get to the other side and you look back, for me, when I looked back, I couldn't believe that I let that little molehill hold me up for so many, so many years, caused so much damage because of the fear that I was experiencing, the fear of being honest, the fear of telling the truth. The fear of people knowing who I really was, who was simply just a scared little boy. I was afraid that people would find me out. And today, uh, that, that's the least of my fears. As a matter of fact, you know, I can honestly say the only thing that I fear today is taking a drink. I... I don't fear failure. I don't fear fear being ridiculed. I don't fear death. I only fear taking another drink. And that's something that, quite honestly, I don't think about. You know, when it does pop into my head, I, I get that little that little twinge in my gut. Um, that's fear. But, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's not there. It's, it's, it, it just doesn't exist for me anymore. It's, it's a miracle. So like I was saying, keep coming back, no matter what. No matter what, keep coming back. Get yourself a sponsor. Do 90 meetings in 90 days. And see where it takes you. You know, you might get sober. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Is if you do this work, you're going to get sober. You know, it's not for everybody. I've seen it. I've seen people come in too many times. Get sober. Say, okay, well, I can handle this on my own. And then just never see or hear from them again. You know, I've only been coming around for 10 years. And it's it's happened 
more times than I care to mention because that's the disease, you know, that's the disease. That's my disease telling me that I got this licked. I'm okay now. And well, I can't speak for anybody else, but this is something I'm going to have to address every day for as long as I get to live. And I say as long as I get to live because I'm on borrowed time. I should not be here. I should have been gone a long time ago. But I get to experience this amazing existence today because of the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So, Stacy, thank you so much for inviting me to speak this morning and thank everybody for listening. I hope, you know, maybe um, I was able to um, help somebody. There you go. That's what I wanted to say. And that's about it. Thank you for letting me share. That was Chris from his home group, Celebrate the Morning in Florida. Thanks for joining us, Chris. And thank you for joining us on Two Sober Chicks on our speaker series edition. Join us on our regular podcast as Julie and I return with more on our big book study. Have a great 24.